Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. I am your host, Alex Gore. I'm here with uh, semi-professional fisherman, Lance Keiko. Is that how you say it? Absolutely. Semi-professional because I haven't got paid yet. Yeah. All I got to do is get paid one time and I move into professional category. You got it. You got it, my friend. So anything he says today, don't base it off of him being an architect. Base it off of fisherman knowledge. That's it. Fisherman lore. I'll catch him. So you got it. Uh, As more and more businesses... And tenants demand green design in their building. LEED certification is more important than ever, Al. And while ArcCat is known for being red with their company colors, they can help you go green with your building. ArcCat provides thousands of LEED reports from building product manufacturers on how their products can help make the green choice that's right for your project. Head over to ArcCat.com and find out the information you need for LEED. L-E-E-D. LEED. Go to ArcCat.com today. Check them out. They also have... Tons of CAD details. Mm. They have the spec wizard. They have tons of building information uh, models. Built a lot of them by yours truly. Some by Al truly. Can you check them out? Okay. What are you wasting your time for? Head over there. It's free. Is there any way we could do this live? Could you look live art cat while I talk about the next thing? Go search and see if they have a shower pan. That you can put in the corner that has that forty-five. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right now, just like Al was saying. Uh, so, if you're watching on YouTube, hopefully you're watching on YouTube. You should be watching on YouTube. You get yeah. to see my beautiful punum, Al's beautiful punum. Look at this. Whoa, dressed up, dressed up, too impressed. Dressed to the hill. I'm not a semi-pro fisherman. Nope. I come prepared. Nope. So what am I looking for? Shower pan. Shower pan. I want one with a forty-five pan, so, so I can put it in the corner. Yep. So I'm and looking here. I even get. I even in the drop down. Well, you no, just. No, you can do this. Okay, you can keep. No, go ahead. You keep talking. Well, the reason why Lance is going to see if he can find it, and then he'll let us know in a little bit. Yep. Um, we have a Revit template. I want it in our template. We sell that te- template on uh, RevitRocketShip.com, and it's not only our template, which is super, super, super helpful because it, we basically hone everything that you need. We make schedules. We make the views. We uh, make, put the models in that, that you need, and we... Like the views, they're structural, ready 3D views. So like you design the structure, it's in there, you can show it. Um, It's very, very helpful. Um, But it teaches you how to draw in Revit, how to draw correctly. Um, We just got another review from it. Um, And I'll I'll put it on the show notes to read the review next time. Oh man, I was just reading through them. We need Uh, to update Lindsay Fox's um, review here. She is not an owner, but she is an owner, and she might be an owner. She does not own her home referrals. Instead, she owns Tiber. Well, yeah. Well, she owns a lot. She still owns that, too. Oh, does she? Yep. My bad. Sorry, Lindsay. Love uh, you. So go there. Check it out. Um, stay tuned for next, next week because I don't have this prepared. Uh, someone took the course, and y- you'll be... 
uh, happy to hear what they had to say awesome. about it. Awesome. Well, while Al was rambling there uh, and I was looking up, I actually also look up RevorRocketShip.com. You can check that out. Check that out. I, w- I searched on Arcad as Al was asking for. I had the bu- pull-down menu at the top here with the ser- right left of the search bar, searched for BIM, looked up shower pan, boom! FSR Inc., floor, table, wall boxes, accessory. There's a f- there's a floor plan. Floor okay. plan. A, 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 f- a floor pan. Shower pan. Make awesome. that happen. Cool. See how easy it was? And, and Arcad didn't ask for any information. Go there. Check it out. Do your thing. Al Gore, what do we got? No, you have another. Oh, I got another. Yeah. I'll tell you what I got, Al. I'll tell you exactly what I got. You have never experienced a brand like this before. That's right. Huh? The collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things no one else in the world is creating, and I mean that. You'll see in a second here. And the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. That's one of the best parts. They don't push beyond the limits. They set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. Check that out. PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. Then when you're there, right now what I've got pulled up here, Al, is once again, just want to show the viewers that Pella is not limited to residential high-end homes, although they work exceptionally well there as somebody who lives in a high-end residential home with Pella windows. But Penn State, the Dickinson School of Law, Cats Hall, by Enid uh, Architects. Bam. I'm looking at them right now. I've got them pulled up. You're looking at it too if you're on the YouTube with us. Their windows look phenomenal in a commercial application, right? But they bring that residential warmth in with them. And I'm looking at specifically the Duratherm uh, brand under the Pella Luxury brand. Uh, So go take a look at that. And tell me I'm wrong. Tell me you can't use this in a very modern, uh, very contemporary, very... Uh, commercial setting so check those guys out give them a shot take a look at them at for your next upcoming commercial project and of course your residential products remember they they don't they don't set the limits they make them pellowindows.com forward slash the firm cool i listened to that interview too monday morning it was good tim timothy downing yep um he's a good guy are you gonna get elon musk's Neuralink? well i'll tell you what because these darn computers won't just do exactly what I'm what I want them to do. I can't go inside of them and make it happen. Yes. So <laughs> whatever uh, it takes for me to just be able to go in the computer and do what I want, make it happen. That's that's what I want. Well, here's the other thing I thought about too because a lot of people I think say, you know, no or whatever. But think think about think about we'll just do one job and how it could help improve your job. And this might be 10 years into the future. Yeah. Okay? And you almost might be forced to get it to be productive. A construction manager, right? Construction manager, you have all these details, right? You have all these specs. Then you have all these subs coming. Mm-hmm. And then there's an order operations. And then you have all your supplies coming. And you're supposed to make all those supplies hit, be on site, when the subs are going to be on site, and coordinate that huge logistical problem. Yeah. And it's hard to balance in your head, and you can grow your skills at and that. And what if I told you? What? The suppliers often, 50% of the time, do not call or let you know when they're going to be there. Yep. It's a giant window. Yep. So, so <clears throat> you can't balance it all in your head sometimes. So a lot of times you use these online programs, right? To You put in information and then, and then it's there. But you still have to go look. Still things can be missed. Like it happens all the time and it's a nightmare. What if there was an app in the Neuralink system that like 
you could literally like go into your head or into your brain and like see this whole thing in 3d through time see the supplier see like like literally somehow know oh you haven't contacted that person in so long you need to check up you just like literally hit the call button in your brain or literally on your phone and like all that information is instantly accessible to you right away on time so instead of like because here's one of the problems too is like you might have to call someone but then it's like okay Mm -hmm. then i gotta find the sheets i gotta pull up the last email now you have like uh uh, you have an email thread to look through multiple different threads and then you have the uh, plans and then you might have some notes from the clients and then you got to, you know, then you call them rather than that. Like, Oh no, no, that can all just be in my head at the same time. Or, you know, I, I can just think and it can go to those emails. I can just think and it can go to that area of the plan. Like you would be such a better contractor. It'd be insane. It would be, it'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a technological solution. Yeah. So, you know, Opposed to Neuralink. Yeah. Know what I'm opposed to, though? What are you opposed to? Uh, this article on in Bloomberg. <laughs> it's titled, America Should Become a Nation of Renters. June 17th, so six days ago, is published. Yep. Uh, we are recording early on J- June 23rd, 2021. And I'll call out the writer, Carl Smith. I don't know who he is. Ugh. I don't know if he's a shill for big banks. Ugh. I was looking at, you know what? Well, he shares the same name as the most famous communist, so... <laughs> funny um there's this other article that we'll go into later it's it's you can buy an awful lot of home right now if you can find one and it's basically this the whole statement of that is that mortgage rates are at three to three point five percent yeah when they used to be four point five to six percent mm-hmm. so you can buy a whole bunch more home mm-hmm. are you missing the fact that home prices have skyrocketed and you're buying a way smaller home right. like what is going on and i thought oh is this is this person a shill i like or? that he gives he gives a little bit of credit to trump the rate rebounded in donald trump's presidency hitting 66 percent in 2020 <laughs> i'm surprised anyways yeah uh, <laughs> but but like <laughs> the mainstream news is lying to you and i don't mean the corporate cathedral tr- yep. trump corporate Corporate institutional news. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it, like this other editor doesn't seem corporate, seems left wing because they have a link to their Twitter. Um, but anyways, it, it's just false. Uh, what they're basically saying in the first article that I mentioned mm-hmm. should be a nation of renters is that, hey, it's, it's uh, you know, prices are going through the roof. There's nothing you can do about it. So you might as well become, you know, a, a, renter. a renter. Might as well give up. And, and on I that dream of affording any kind of property and gaining any kind of wealth yep. that you could hopefully pass on intergenerationally to your family. Yeah. Give up on but the American dream. Stop. Is, stop. This is what's so crazy about it. The title is America should become a nation of renters. So I read it and I'm like, okay, what is your, why, why are you saying that? Yeah. What is the benefit? Like I expected some good research and like, Hey, this is going to be great, but it's an opinion piece. Let's state that. Keep going. Is it an opinion? Yes. <laughs> it's in politics and policy. Uh, the which one? The America should become a nation of renters. Yeah. Politics and policy, but it's in, but it literally says Bloomberg.com forward slash opinion. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah. So, Fox so what News you were is also opinion too, but like it's on the Fox News channel. Like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But like, I'm p- just saying there's. I think it, maybe lower your expectations with the corporate press because. 
uh, having some numbers like you were saying is just not a thing. Number one, because it's an opinion, but number two, I mean, it, yep. yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah, and they have an editor responsible for, the, for this story. Even in the opinion side, you have an editor. Right. Absolutely. So their, their main reason why... Like this is this is this is okay, and why it's a good it, idea to it, it, why, yep is because it will become more efficient for you to move, and overall, if you do like the math, like it will save the economy like point zero five percent or something like that, which works out to a whole bunch. Like okay, if, if you're saying that that's the reason why we should do that, <clears throat> one, let's go to like what you're missing out on. Owning a home is not only the like one of the bedrocks of the American dream. Yep. It's the bedrocks of American dream because it's the way to build uh, intergenerational wealth mm-hmm. or just wealth for yourself. Or just wealth in general. Me and you have made money off of our homes because we've owned it, right? Yep. The first ones that we that we just took care of and yep. improved a little bit. So I, I'm, I'm going to make up a number. Let's just say we made $50,000 okay. on, on our homes. If we didn't own our home, who is making that $50,000? The the banks, the the big institutions that are that are buying up these homes and mm-hmm. we'll go like why why this is why this is happening, right? Yep. Okay. And then that was just that we only had our homes for like a couple of years. And then we happened to move just because like I was expanding, you're expanding your family stuff like that. So, is the ease of ownership worth $50,000? Uh, the the ease of moving is that worth fifty thousand dollars? Here's another. That's thing a pretty too. short term way of thinking about it. Here's another way to think about it too, and, and this is this is the thing that drives me nuts. So let's say let's say you're going to buy a three hundred thousand dollar house, right? I think the first false thing that people don't know. So you don't know what you don't know, and so a lot of people are afraid to ask questions. Yeah. And one of the first things that I remember like being a an epiphany to me was, and and it should be to a lot of people is like your first house you can get for three three and a half percent down. Not 20%, not 25%, right? A lot of people think you got to have the 20 to 25%, but here's the math I'm going to do for you, okay? Yep. So let's say you buy a $300,000 home yep. and you put down 3.5%. That means you have to put down 10500 Yes, that's still a lot of money to a lot of lot of people uh, and, and all of that, right? <clears throat> but I want you to think of, so let's say, and there's a couple examples of this, um, some some real estate that we've been involved with lately, Let's say they increased by $120,000 um, within six months. I'm not joking either. And, and so let, let me get the number to that. So let's say increased by 30% in the last three months, right? Here's here's the way to really think about that $120,000 increase. So let's say that $300,000 house, just just for sake of numbers, increased by 30%. That's 100 grand, right? 100 grand divided by $10,500, your initial, your, your initial input into that, you've you've nine X your return. You can't do that in a stock market. That's the way to think about when you invest in real estate. It's not about, it's not about you, you, you annihilate the stock market actually. Yes. But then also let's say you weren't going to do that and you're going to do the more long-term traditional, not think about an investment and and just pay this thing off, hold it for 20, 30 years. Yeah. That is also a great way to build wealth because this article is saying like, oh, just pay rent for every time because, hey, in case you want to move the two or three times in your life, it'll be a little bit more smoother. <clears throat> I don't oh. understand how it's more smooth because you're not selling property because you can just get yeah, out. Yeah, because it doesn't take you one to three months to do sell you, your home. 
Like it's stupid. Like they're they're, he's, they're looking at it at like okay, instead of one to three months to sell your home, you stop your you can move in a month instead of three months. Oh, what is that worth, right? Oh, that means that it'll be more liquid, yeah. so that people can move more and all this other stuff. But you're missing out on what you said. But you're also missing out on hey, when you're 55, 65, a lot of people's houses. Let's say you can't take care of yourself because you become physically disabled, right? That's where. The government will literally take your house and put you in a in, mm-hmm. in a nursing home, or you can sell your house and do that, or you can sell your house um, and and move into something smaller, and you've just accumulated four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars in wealth versus zero. If you're putting that to rent, versus zero, is moving a couple months sooner or quicker easier worth half a million dollars? That's craziness. It's crazy talk. That's craziness. Yeah. And also, we might be in the age of convenience, but at some point, like, I mean, you it, let's not get over convenience. I mean, it really. I mean, but but honestly, does this surprise you? Think about it this way: a lot of people, and I, I'm kind of guilty of this too. I don't do it too often. I I only text you maybe once every week or every two weeks, and I go, "Hey, do you want a bullshit drink?" And what that means for me now is, oh, some mocha boca. We're gonna go get some mocha boca latte chate sweet treat thing. From Starbucks, yeah. but for the most part, this thing right here is filled with Uban coffee. It's it's like ten bucks every ten every thirty days. I get it auto delivered to me. Yeah. So like, we that's not everybody though. A lot of people are still doing the three and five dollar coffee every single day. We live in this age of convenience. There's a reason why Starbucks is so successful. I, yeah. I like Starbucks. I'm not to shit, not to, not to crap on them or anything, but like, it well, shouldn't be a surprise that. There's mainstream articles coming out like this with just per- literally kind of preying on that whole psychology we're in now. Don't let your short-term thinking negate your long-term games gains. Don't let your short-term thinking negate your long-term gains. So yes, okay, maybe that's a little bit more convenient, but look what you're missing out on. Yeah. Also, um, this came from... Uh, uh, what are they calling it? Uh, uh, Crystal and Sager breaking points. Mm. Um, those, uh, those, uh, people uh, that 3% is no longer being able to be competitive to get a house. Right. Did you know that? Yes. It's now like you have to come 20% or you have to come cash because institutional like buyers like back black rock are buying all these houses. If it wasn't a smart move, would they be buying them? So, it, so they're just telling you, Hey, don't worry about it. Don't do it. Even though we're doing it because it's a smart move. Do you think BlackRock is buying them because it's a bad move? And here's Come the thing. on. Yeah, and here's the thing. Everything, nothing comes easy in this world. So in the age of convenience, when everything does come easy in this world, <laughs> or a lot of things can, uh, just just understand that like, oh, you're just going to have to work twice as hard to get that house at three at three and a half or 5% down than what you would have had before. Maybe you need to shift your thinking of like, oh, I don't get to live in Denver. Oh, now I have to live 45 minutes outside of Denver. Maybe, you know, just that's kind of your your life at this point. And then if you think long-term, maybe it is, it is like, okay, I'll, I will sacrifice living in this house that I buy outside of Denver 45 minutes for two years, get enough equity in it to where the point where I could sell it get out uh, ta- capital gains free and then move, move closer to Denver repeat process every two years. Yep. That's a house hacking. And then the other thing you can do. So like, let's say you get the first house down for three and a half percent. I don't know if you know this, but it only requires 10% for a second house 
for vacation homes. There's all kinds of ways to house hack and still get in it. This is such a terrible psychological uh, experiment and idea that the corporate press is pushing for people, especially younger people. Horrible. Yes. Horrible. You yeah. got to wonder, if I put my conspiracy, if I put my tinfoil hat on, you got to wonder if there is some banksters and oligarchs behind stuff like this because of the institutional push to buy housing. Well, it could be, but it, <coughs> no, if it's not, if you take your conspiracy hat off, that it could be on, but it's, this is, if I was this person and if I wanted to make money and, and didn't have morals and was giving out bad, terrible advice, and I'll tell you why it's bad, terrible advice besides everything that I just pointed <laughs> out is, hey, I'll write this article. And then like, I need, I need interviews with these high people. I introduce, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. Here's some articles that I wrote so you're familiar with my work. Would you be available for an interview, blah, blah, blah. And they see the articles like, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk to this guy or girl. I, I don't even know who. who yeah. yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Um, so <clears throat> the main point was, hey, it's easier to move, right? Mm-hmm. So why just accept that and say, hey, we're going to give up all these opportunities and all these monies and literally make the wealthy wealthy wealthier and we're not opposed to that and in a general sense but we're saying don't do it at your own expense you know um isn't there a market-based solution for that and there is (laughs) have you heard of orchard.com no so orchard.com specializes in looking at this is this is like their if you scroll down it says orchard makes home buying stress fee free Never miss out on a great home because you haven't sold your current one. Mm-hmm. So they, I don't know. How, they must hold it for you. They hold it for you or they sell it for you or they have like, let's say on whatever website, Zillow, your house is worth 320. They'd say like, hey, if we can't sell it, we'll, we'll, it sense. we'll at least sell it for 300. So like if you want to buy another home for 300, go ahead. Once we sell it, like you, and if it goes for higher, you get higher. We obviously get our rate. Everyone's happy. Like, Holy cow, there's solutions to this. Well, they take out the contingency. Like this, I'm just looking at this website. He says, uh, one of the things it says is Jason and Melinda made the winning home offer without a home sale contingency. So uh, that's interesting. Be- meaning that, like, y- you know, your current house isn't, con- you don't, it, there's, the offer to the new house isn't contingent on you selling the old house. Mm-hmm. Massive. Massive. Uh, become a cash buyer. So they make you into a cash buyer. Like, Come on. And then you, so you had an article, or you, then you had a link here to Crystal and Sager's America Should Not Become a Nation of Renters YouTube yep. uh, video. So and they're basically refuting what this silly boy said. Yes. Carl. Exactly. Typical Carl. Carl. Carl Marx, Carl, whatever your name is. Horrible opinion. Horrible. 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 Wouldn't it be hilarious? That, you know what's funny about every single time? Honestly. Every single time you see these hip, these people, they end up being hypocrites, right? Wouldn't it be funny if Carl Smith owned like five rentals, five his own house, a vacation house, and three rentals? Like, come on, man! It's easy for you to say this. Let's become a nation of renters. You want more renters? Honestly, like, who knows if that's true? But I'm just saying, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that that's why. Like, um, the the other article, you can buy an awful lot of home right now if you can find one. It's not. It's very not as egregious as this. It's just. Literally, like you didn't think about the other part. I, I looked up this person too, and it was a left-winging per- person because I thought, oh, maybe this person is a, a corporate shill too. But it's like, what? Like you're hypocrite in, in the other way. Like you just gave bad advice to like normal people. Yeah. 
What are you doing? Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's have, go into some architecture stuff. Yeah, you have another report. Who's this one from? Is this the AIA too? Oops, this one is the AIA. Same same thing. We're just going through it slowly. Okay, and Al's Al's gonna pull it up on his computer here. I'm trying to. He's gonna hit there record we go. so we can show it to you on the YouTube. Okay, <clears throat> let's see if I can move this down a little bit, and I can. Awesome. So, this there's a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask you, because you can't see my screen right now, right? I can't. I was just going to ask, should I pull it up? But no, you're just nope. going to explain it to me. Uh, percentage of work from different industries, okay? How? We, so there's residential, commercial. Commercial is also industrial, so, but I'm just going to say it's commercial. Residential, commercial, institutional. Architecture firms were surveyed. Which one is the most? That has the most what? What am I? Billing. So architects commerc- get the most billing from either and it's either residential, commercial, commercial industrial, slash, in, or institutional. Yep. I would say residential at this point. You are dead wrong. Wow. You're absolutely opposite. Wow. What's, 17.5%. What's it? What's residential. It institutional? Yep. 51.7. Makes sense. And then commercial is 24.5%. So institutional with higher ed, K-12, healthcare, other government government yep government is only well it says other government at 5.5 percent higher education is 12.1 k through 12 is 13.6 think about that k through 12 13.6 percent right um commercial is in commercial the highest is office at 12 percent now on the residential side i feel like a lot of architects are residential architects we are residential architects multifamily is 10 percent uh single family is 7.6 percent uh, and then it just goes down from there. So isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Okay. Uh, I was leading the show. I'm leading the show. So in the institutional, which is the highest, mm-hmm. 44% of it is new construction. 50% is renovations. So TIs, things like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Yep. Um, residential 58% of it is new. 40% is renovations, rehabs, retrofits, things like that, right? So it's all about 50-50, right? Um, okay, <clears throat> this is about square footages, the next piece of information. So we'll start with multifamily. Um, there's three categories for multifamily homes, less than 12,000 square foot, 12,000 to 1,800. 1,200 to 1,800. Yep. Okay. Yep, 1,800 and up. How much percent less than 1,200 square feet? Hmm. But this is single family, not multifamily? This is multifamily. So so each unit is under 1,200 possibly. Yep. So like 1,199 it has to be. I'm saying 70%. Wow, great. Great guess. 72%. Nice. Yep. Then 1,200 to 1,800 is 17%. 1,800 and up is 10%. Uh, single family, so it is less than 1,800, not 1,200, is the first category, and that is at 31%. Uh, 1,800 to 4,000 is at 42%, so that's the bulk of it, and then above 4,000 square foot is 26%. <laughs> okay, now that is pure, the single family stuff is pure market driven, that is purely pure market. I think as as close as you can get, meaning like mm-hmm. the consumers are actually demanding that, 
all day long. Multifamily is different because the developer is just going to set the standard of where they're at. And honestly, at the end of the day, as a developer, I'm telling you, like you're trying to squeeze as many units as you can onto a piece of property to cushion your bottom line and make the risk worth it all. It's a shark eat shark world. I, I have to say that in development because you have to maximize because <clears throat> there's multiple reasons. The, the city and the building department are sharks literally attacking your project and sometimes like with no rational They're not even one. sharks. They are whatever kind of trash fish, uh, like a shiner. If anybody knows what a shiner is, yeah. um, they are just eating all your minnows and like you can't eat that shiner. They're definitely not like a sh- freshwater shark like a walleye where you yeah. could eat it. Horrible. Yep. Then you have other developers. Then you have the financial people loaning you money going up. Um, then when I said other developers, meaning you're competing against other people too. So like if someone fits in a whole other unit and can offer it for a better price or, uh, then like you might be out of luck. So it's a very difficult world. And also too, like multifamily and apartments makes sense that one owner, like that more institutional buyers are in it. This is what we forgot about the last segment. And we touched on it a little bit. Um, I have it. I have an issue with huge institutions buying up single-family homes in neighborhoods. Like, okay, you buy apartment building. That apartment building, all the exterior has to be managed. All the landscape has to be managed. There has to be a management company getting people in and out. Makes sense. Um, but but going into a suburb, it seems like an invasion of the American dream. Absolutely, uh, a corporatization yeah. of the yeah. American dream. Yep. And and like. Yeah, I mean, you could say, I could say, hey, fair game, all's fair in love and capitalism. Um, but uh, uh, here's the problem, though. It's, it, it's, we're, we're in the level of cronyism. Like, it, it, this yeah. is not laissez-faire capitalism in the way that I want it to be, where there's no rules and no regulations and there's no interjection of the government. And so the problem, so it's not fair because the game is tilted in the favor of the big guys. Everybody wants to complain about these uh $1,200 stimulus checks that came out to the common man and woman. But what they're failing to remember is like, do you know how many PPP loans were given to people? And if the businesses, the businesses, the businesses on the first round didn't have to prove that they needed it. The second round, they had to prove that they needed it. Um, I think I have in like losses two consecutive quarters and stuff like that. But that's a lot of money. That's a lot of free money at a magnitude larger than the $1,200 uh, checks by like 10, 20, 30, 40, 100 times, a lot. And that money just went straight to the corporations, the CEOs. There's no reason why the corporations can't do exactly what they're doing, uh, form LL, another LLC and start buying up single family houses. But there's even what else are they going to do with their money? It's like Elon Musk. Well, what else am I going to do with all, all my cash? Oh, I'll buy Bitcoin because that's, I know, like, screw the dollar. Dollar's trash. I'm going to yep. put it into some asset that's going to go up, like housing or Bitcoin or gold or silver or whatever else. But there's even more cronyism and bigger than that. So there was, it was, um, the, they called it something like, uh, the Broadway, the main street initiative, and there was a main street initiative loan program. So they were going to open up the lending window to smaller companies. These, these institutions get lending windows that mean you do not have access to. Mm. I think in Washington, there's some mm. physical window that they can walk up to and they stop you and their lending rates are like below 2%. Below, you know, 1%, 0% for some of these bankings and these institutions. I guarantee they can turn that money into, oh, we're going to somehow use this to buy loans. Even if, 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 
if someone said, oh no, that's not how it works, Al, we can't directly do that. The, of the 400 wealthiest people, the vast majority of them are not Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. Right. And I say that, I mean, like, I say that in, whatever you think about them, I'm categorizing them in the people who make stuff. Those two make things, obviously, yeah. with their corporations. The vast majority are financial people who do financial wizardry that just make that literally goes to that cronyism point of like they can get money for cheaper, maybe not only from the government, but from other institutions where they have to have money like saved up. They can lend it out to each other for, for cheaper. Um, it's, they literally call it paper. Like <laughs> that was like the AIG crash was these corporations loan daily to weekly paper to each other at a lower rate that we cannot get. And why I tied it to that main street program is because I looked at it because like, Hey, instead of paying 4.9% on this building or whatever, why can't we get a 1.1% loan? And it was, Oh, this main street program, you have to have between 500 and like, uh, uh, 5,000 employees. It's like, I don't know if that's really main street. 500 employees is a lot of employees. That seems, seems like a high bar to get to. Yeah. Definitely. Isn't that crazy that like, Hey, if you have this many employees, you can have this. Why couldn't anyone have gotten that rate? Cronyism. Yeah. It's all rigged. Okay. I don't even know where we were, Lance. Uh, oh, th that was my report. That was my firm report. Those were the numbers for that firm report. Yeah, very interesting. Especially the contrast between the multifamily and the single family. It's kind of telling. Okay. Uh, how to get out of the trouble with the city. Al, what the heck? Yeah. Sometimes you get in trouble, Lance. Even if so, you try to do the right thing all the time. Yep. <clears throat> so I got in trouble with the city. Um, there was, uh, to simplify it, a bunch of inspections. Some were required. Some were optional. And they said, I looked at the inspection card that Al showed me, and it, it literally had them in. Um, brackets and I said you know for instance like framing optional it's like well okay if it's optional all right uh, can I take that at face value <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, I had to go down to the city this is a different city talk to the building official and what the second like not the guy in charge first came up and he goes you know he was like actually so why are you here I don't know why you're here and it was kind of like a a blunt Get introduction. Not a, so I so I stopped and I said, "Hi, my name is Alex. <laughs> I, I'm I'm here because I messed up, and we're trying to make it right." So like that opening phrase was, I think, just put them totally off guard. They go, "Oh, okay. What happened? How did you mess up?" So I said, "Well, I got the you know permit card for all these. I looked at all these. There was a bunch that didn't apply. There's a bunch that say optionals, and there was a bunch that said you know required." So I did the required and I missed some of these. And the first thing that person said then was like, oh, our system is so terrible. We've been trying to get them to fix that forever. Like, and then, and then just started being helpful. So it was like, it was, I like that you took the temperature down right away. Take the temperature down. You have to, you have to try. And sometimes it takes two or three tries. Don't you think sometimes yes. it really will take you like, okay, God, Give me the patience to do one more. Oh my God, I got to do it again. Okay, one more time. Yep. After three times, I think you can, you can quit. <laughs> there you go. There's your rule. Um, and then the other thing too was like, I think it was also key explain why you thought it that way. You know, like, um, because 
sometimes you sometimes can, it's staff sometimes me i'm sure sometimes you i'm sure this has happened where like i know this has happened where i thought some email or something you did like why did you say it like that why did you do it something like that and i might have asked nicely and you're like okay i was thinking this it's like oh that makes sense it, 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 mid- it might literally make me think like oh yeah that wasn't stupid or like oh i can see how you thought that way sure i can see how you thought that way sure yep I, it, it just totally yeah and i think uh i think when you're face to face too i'm finding myself wanting more face to face action with people yep uh because i just i'm so tired of emailing and texting and and miscommunication I- I- interneting through the miscommunication and not reading people and just the dehumanization that has occurred in the last decade i think is is really terrible so what I'm getting at is like Al's I'm glad Al was face to face with this because people people can tell if you're lying just by your body language and you might not even consciously know if you're lying it might be a it might be a subconscious like oh I can just sense that they're genuine with what they're saying like Al said uh, hey here's my name I'm, I'm here's why I'm here honestly here's how I interpret it I'm sorry if that's wrong yep I tried tried hard Yep. Yep. And then I even learned something new, like, um, and I knew, I knew not to head into it. Like, Oh, the way we do it in our city, the way we do it in this city. Oh, so smart. Don't do that. That is a great point. Yep. Let's emphasize that real quick. Okay. Yep. So we've made this mistake before in, um, meetings with like planning and zoning or something. And we said like, well, Lakewood's doing it this way. And let's say we're talking to Longmont. You can't, you just can't do that. Yep. It's, all, it's like literally you set this landmine and then they're going to step on it after you're done talking. Yeah. It's weird. Just don't do it. Yeah. It, it, it's almost as if someone said, well, well, my other architect did it that way. Yeah. Like, I don't care. There you go. I don't that care. Was a, that was a perfect way of helping to bring the audience into it. Yes. I felt that in my body right now. Yeah. Like, okay. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Or another architect. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. That's all. That's all I have. Do you have any friends, buddies, anything? Oh, well, you know, every week. One of the things I look forward to besides catching alpine lake trout up at 12,000 feet yep. is uh, listening to Nick with Nick Reeds. Let's, let's have a listen. Hello, best friends. Hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. When you grow up, you tend to get told that the world is the way it is. And your life is just to live your life inside the world. Try not to bash into the walls too much. Try to have a nice family life. Have fun. Save a little money. That's a very limited life. Life can be so much broader once you discover one simple fact. Everything around you you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it and you can influence it. Once you learn that, you'll never be the same again. Steve Jobs. Toodles. I th- so it reminds me of the uh, the epiphany when you become an adult and you go, oh, the adults don't know everything. Got it. It's kind of like what you and I were talking about with kids earlier before we started recording. Where it was like, oh, we, we both did this. We both read all, all these parenting books. And with the first kid especially, like you're like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to be all prepared for this and know exactly what to do. And then the first one that turns out nothing like the books say they are going to do. And then you go, and then 
I think there's a panic attack that happens, but then at the same time you're like, oh, great. So we're all kind of at the same area of more or less making it up as we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I agree. I, I Sorry. It, the reason why I'm, I'm kind of stopped is because we started off that conversation with my kid spidering himself yep. on, on the asphalt. Face is all And I just, up. it's just repeating. And like I had a hell of stop from laughing especially when i was giving him to the wife she's like why did why did you let him run on the asshole like do you remember we just we do, you do. Me- do you remember we just we like he's <laughs> a little baby kaya my daughter that's exactly what happened me and al took him, uh, her and kyler on a camping trip just us two being seahorse dads and she fell fa- and like she cried but like i wasn't panicking or anything it was just like oh yeah. all right that's every single kid face plants once like that i a swear hard one <laughs> hard, hard. Yeah, it makes you cringe, but it's like there you go. So that's that is something that is missed in every freaking book. I don't know yeah, parenting yeah. books. Yep, we're all there. Okay, uh, should we bring down everyone for Airy Jeopardy? I got some good questions. Here we go. Whoop. Question one: An architecture firm is expanding into a new market and has been selected to design a new hospital building on an undeveloped site with the design bid build delivery method. When you are preparing a proposal, which factor should the architect not consider? Okay. Is it A, Hmm. level of risk associated with the project? B, project scheduling? C, Specialty consultants required, or D, capabilities of the contractor. Tough one, huh? Tough one. Which this is ARE questions because not consider. It's like four factor wording it, but also it's like there's four pieces of critical information. Yeah. All right, you ready? If you don't know, it should be easy. Guess time. Yep. DC. B? D. It is D. Correct answer. Great job. Capability of the contractor because it's design, bid, build, right? Why it's kind of messed up is like design, bid, build, you don't have a contractor yet. Right. But the question makes you, you know, it says capabilities of the contractor. So it's, so it kind of fools you a little bit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> question two. What delivery method would best be suited for an adaptive reuse studio apartment project? Is it A, design, bid, build? Is it B, construction manager, constructor? C, construction manager, agent? Or D, cost plus fix fee? Interesting. Builder Lance. Builder Lance. Okay. Delivery method. What delivery method would best be suited for an adaptive reuse? Studio apartment project. Okay, C, D, A. The correct answer is D, cost plus fixed fee. With these adaptive reuse, you never know what's going to go. You never know what's going to happen in there. You never know if you're going to open up a wall and that wall is not going to be a wall. Ringing any bells? Pantry people? 
Nope. He didn't get it, but you got it. We have a construction project where they open up the wall, and the RFI was, this wall has no characteristics of a wall. It's metal <laughs> sheet that somehow is holding up this part of the building. Yes, sir. All right. These questions I'm really excited about. What is the abbreviation meaning? Uh, sorry. What is the abbreviation meaning for PT as it relates to common fasteners? Is it A, plated thread, B, partial thread, C, platinum thread, or D, plenum thread? What is the abbreviation meaning for PT as it relates to common fasteners? What do we got? We have B, B, A. Correct answer is B, partial thread. Uh, what is the abbreviation meaning for RD as it relates to common fasteners? Is it A, right-hand thread, B, rotated head, C, reticulated threads, or D, round head? What is the abbreviation meaning for RD as it relates to common fasteners? One more time with the answers. A, right-hand thread, B, rotated head, C, reticulated threads, D, round head. Round head, not dead, round head. Yeah. You got it. What do we got? Uh, we have A, B, and D. The correct answer is D. What do we got for a count? Well, you got two, two, two. Oh, we got a tie. Rossosaurus, you are in. Now, Here you go. to read the tiebreaker that Marky Markitect put together. Okay, everyone ready? Eat the mic. Which grade of rigid copper pipe has the thickest walls and is most appropriate to use in underground installation? Ooh. A, type M, B, type K, C, type L, or D, type N? Fair, quick. Tyler got it. Tyler's the winner. Tyler's the winner. Go Bison. Immediately. Where are we going to eat? <laughs> <laughs> he has no it's idea. It's Wednesday. We'll figure that out Friday. Uh, if you like this episode or have a favorite episode, please share this episode or the favorite episode with a friend so we help grow uh, the, the podcast listenership. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. Don't forget to give us a rating on the iTunes, and we will see you next week.